0: Thank you for listening to Simple Church, where we love God, love others, and serve our world. Tune in today for a life-changing message from our lead pastor, Tom Allen. We're going to be closing off our series uh, called Prepared, and it's uh, about evangelism. And if there's anything that we want all of us to do is to be prepared to share the hope that we have in Jesus Christ. And when you talk about evangelism, it so often freaks people out, especially Christians. It freaks Christians out because they're, they're going to think, you know what, I don't know what to say. I'm not prepared to be a witness for Jesus Christ. Well, if you know Jesus Christ as your Savior, I'm going to say to you, yes, you are. And I hope by the time we leave this morning, you'll recognize if you're a believer in Christ as the forgiver of your sin and the leader of your life, you're prepared to witness that to other people. Evangelism is mostly about friendships. I think we get the idea that it's about backing people into a corner and trying to force Jesus down their throats. That's not it at all. It's about living with them and loving them to give an opportunity to be able somewhere in the conversation, in the relationship, to point people to the Christ that we have come to know. But now to witness, there are some requirements. We talked about them last Sunday. The first one is this. If we're ever going to tell anyone else about our faith, we have to enter into the zone of the unknown. Because anytime you go to witness to someone, you don't know what their response is going to be. You don't know what their reaction is going to be. That's why the very best thing we can do is build relationships. I've many times built relationships with people... Before I've ever shared anything with them about Christ. Because i found that if they know me and love me and know that I love them and they can trust me, then what i found is it's so much easier to be able to share your story. So the first thing you have to do is enter into the zone of the unknown. And when you're there with another person, you have to be listening to, w- listening for sensing the leadings of the Holy Spirit, the prompting of the Holy Spirit. In other words, there are times to witness and there are times not to witness. And if you are sensitive to the Holy Spirit, if you're just saying, Lord, whenever you're ready for me to share with someone about you, then help me to know and open the door and cause them to ask a question or cause them to say something that will make it just very natural to enter into a conversation with them about Christ. So there's the zone of the unknown. There's listening and waiting for the promptings of the Holy Spirit. And then the third thing is somewhere we've got to just walk into that relationship. We've got to be open to build relationships, not afraid to do that. Now, we must reject passivity. So often we can be passive, but when we walk right into a relationship and watch for the open doors to share our stories, man, that's when we will have Christ's heart, and that's when we will be blessed. What the world thinks is foolishness, God says, is so right and so His will for our lives, and how we need to be sensitive to what God's trying to do through our lives in shining to and living before and and loving other people. It's, It's an amazing thing how busy we can get with stuff that just takes us away from really the reason we're left down on this earth, and that is to be like a light shining in darkness for others. Now, the Bible is very clear that our words... And our story are powerful. If you know Christ as your Savior, you've got a story. And you've got words to share with others. Whether you know it or not. Before we leave today, my prayer is you'll know exactly how to do that. And it's so easy. It's so natural. And it's so authentic. The Bible puts it this way about our words and our story. Proverbs 16, 24 says, Kind words... Are like honey sweet to the soul and healthy for the body and Ephesians 4 29 says don't use foul or abusive language let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words will be an encouragement to those who hear them that's such a powerful verse leave it up just for a moment don't use foul or abusive language that can come out of our mouths more easily than we want to admit Let everything you say, everything you say, be good and helpful. Good and helpful for what? So that your words will be an encouragement to those who need to hear them. We have a world that is hurting terribly today. There is so much unforgiveness. There's so much bitterness. There's so much pain. There's so much hurt. There's so much loss. There's so much fear. And people are needing to hear that there's hope, that there's a a God who loves them and has a plan for their lives. So those are the words we need to be speaking. We need to speak them humbly. We need to speak them in a healing kind of way. We need to speak them with wisdom and in a gentle spirit. And, And the question we have to ask is, is that the way you and I communicate to others? Because that's what God's Word says our words can do. Now, if our words are those kind of words that are helpful to people, and if our stories are ready to be shared, then in a very, very well, very powerful way, our effective words can improve the way we, we, uh, people receive our witness from us. First of all, how we talk about God's work and how we explain him is important. That's God's story. But our story is how we talk about our personal experiences with God. That's my story. And I need to share it to where people say, I understood that and I enjoyed that. And I want what you have. You see, if Christ is living his life out and speaking out through us, people are going to want what we have. If we have a joy, if we have an abundance in our life of peace and of purpose and of love and compassion, people are going to sense that and they're going to start wanting to know how do you have that? Why do you have that? I'm going to make a promise to you. And that promise is once we commit to being Relationship building people, okay, once we commit to really build these relationships with people We've said it before we so often just walk right past people People that if, if we would if we'd be sensitive to the Lord's leading he very well might say I want you to show some kind of love some kind of concern some kind of compassion to that person And so the promise is, once we commit to become relationship building people, God will give us opportunities to tell others our story of why we started walking with Him. But many times, Christians even, live lives that aren't a witness to what they claim they believe in Christ. And so the world isn't hungry for that. And many times, the way we try to communicate it, we derail our story. It's kind of like what it says over in First 1 Corinthians 14.9. It's kind of funny. It says, if you speak to people in words they don't understand, how will they know what you're saying? You might as well be talking into empty space. Yeah? Might as well just be muttering into space somehow. So, when we tell our faith story, here are the three things that we share. Now, this is all you have to know to tell your story, okay? First of all, what was my life like before faith in Christ? You can share whatever you feel free to share, but this was who I was before I came to know Christ. Then, how did I receive Christ? Who was it that Got involved in my life? What was it that caused me to have this hunger for Christ? And, and, and where did that take place in my life? That's your story. Then the third part of your story is, how has my life been changed since Jesus Christ? And that's about all that people really need to hear. We make it such a complicated thing. we got to know all about predestination and we got to know all about the Trinity. and we got to know... All... No, you don't. You just have to have a story. A story of your own personal experience. And it'll be different for every one of us. But God uses every one of our stories in the people's lives He brings into our life to help them come to know Him. All we have to do is just say, man, before I was saved, this is my life might have been good, it might have been bad, might have been indifferent, but this was my life. But then I came to a point, man, there were some people that got involved in my life and I saw something that, that they had that I wanted and, and I asked them one day and they told me their story about how they had come to a point of just brokenness in their heart because they had sinned against God and, and they believed that Jesus Christ was the Son of God and, and they asked Him to forgive them of their sinfulness because He paid the penalty for it on the cross and, 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 and he, he came Came into their heart and life. They received him as I received him as my savior. They told me about it. And then I said, that's what I want. And I received him also. I'm so glad I did. Because now here's what's happening in my life. Man, I've got a new understanding of why I'm here. And I've got a new hope for the future. And I've got a new strength to live every day, regardless of what comes my way, because I know I'm connected with God the Father through Jesus Christ his Son. That's all you have to say. Just your story Whatever your story was of How you came to know Christ as your Savior It can sound something like this I was striving And now I'm at peace I was self-destructive But now I'm healthy I was guilty But now I'm liberated I was filled with fear But now, man, I'm confident. I was despairing, but now I've got great hope in my life. And your own before and after story, it doesn't have to be complicated at all. It just has to be your simple, your humble, your clear, your authentic story. Now, as we seek to tell our story, I want to close with just this. We need to remember three principles. Three principles, okay? Number one, the priority is always people. We will not be witnesses if we don't love and care for other people. The priority is always people. To build your life around accepting people, getting to know people, befriending people, caring for people, serving people, listening to people, and what that does is that will open up doors for you to share your faith with them. So the priority, first of all, is God, help me to love you with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength. And help me to love others as I love myself. Help me to love others and want to give you away to them. Number two, the focus is on their potential. This just turns me on, okay? And that means you look beyond now to what can be I think one of the biggest problems with us building relationships is when we meet someone, we see them the way they are now. and we may or may not like that. know? Yeah. We see them now. We don't realize that man, that person's created the image of God with almost unlimited potential. Think what God could do with that person if he could get a hold of their life, help them to understand his purpose for them, and then help that to be fulfilled in their life. It's not about now. It's about what they can be. So you look past self-centeredness. That was Nick when I met him. Okay? He he was kind of wobbling in life because it was all about himself, okay? So you look past the self-centeredness and you see the potential for servanthood. Man, this person can be something great for God. You look past the rebelliousness. I love rebels. I have parents come and say, oh, my child is rebelling. and I say, that's wonderful. You know why? Because what I found out is that almost always rebels have the potential to be unbelievable people inside of them. They just don't know how to get it out. And so I love it when someone's a rebel because all they have to do is learn how to, to submit themselves to God and then, man, God can take them and do things like you can't believe through them. And so you look past the rebelliousness and you see the potential for them being a kingdom builder. Man, God could do something great through their life. You look past the quick temper and you see the potential for righteousness. Now what you have to understand is that's the way God looks at us. Okay? God looks at us and sees us as, before we're saved as just a bunch of sinners separated from him, deserving of eternal separation from him. But he saw something so valuable in us right in the middle of our sinfulness that he walked across the room of the universe to put his son here to show a perfect life and a perfect death and a perfect resurrection so that we could become believers in him and understand the full potential of all that God built into our lives when he created us. So the three things you always do when you're you're wanting to be a witness is you, you make people your priority. God, lead me to someone today God, help me to be an influence in someone's life today. God, prepare someone for your love through my life today. Secondly, look at that person that God leads you to and don't look at them as they are now. doesn't matter what they are now. Think of what they can become with Christ in them. And your love there beside them to guide the way. And then the third thing is, the reward is eternal. No earthly commodity is going to make it from this world into the next Understand all this stuff we give our lives for (laughs) It's not going to last All the land we may get It's all not going to be ours someday I'm always amazed at at how tenuous things are We have these houses that we we love and we spend so much money and attention and time on And they're going to burn and, and, and these titles that we work so hard to get, they aren't going to matter in a hundred years. No one's even going to remember you probably in a hundred years. Not even going to remember you exist. Okay, All those trophies that we set up on the mantle, man, look at what I did. Look, look, look. They're going to end up in a garbage can someday when people who don't care about you have no use for them. And they end up right in the garbage. All that money, all those toys, all that stuff that we give our lives to get. And God says, you know what? In 50 years, that's not going to matter one hoot. Not one hoot. All that's going to happen is your kids are going to fight over it. So we need to pray for people that God brings into our world, our friends, our family, our coworkers, our neighbors, our teammates, whoever they may be. And we need to let Christ live his life through our life and let people sense his love, his truth, his compassion and his availability through us. Now, once I promise you, once you start saying, I start saying, Lord, lead me to some soul today and love that soul through me and may that person in your time and way come to know you as the savior of their life. And when that's our heart and our passion and we're trusting the Holy Spirit to lead us and direct us, we will never go back to a lesser reason and vision for our lives. Now, you know how to share your faith. You've seen it demonstrated. It is not difficult. It just needs to come from a heart that says, Lord, I care about others at least as much as I care about myself, if not more. And God, help me to love them even more. Just like you loved us and gave yourself for us. The foundation for this whole series has been the verse in 1 Peter three fifteen and 16. If someone... Asks you about your Christian hope Always Be ready, be prepared To explain it But do this in a gentle And respectful way And that's what we've learned these last four weeks Now (laughs) Now it's up to you I always love coming to the end of a sermon Because then I'm through and uh, it's done. Now, and, and I'm not responsible for what you do. See? I, I, I'm going to go home, and I'm going to have lunch with my family, and we're going to have a great afternoon. And I'm not res- You know why? Because I'm responsible for how I hear and obey God's word. But I want you to know you are also. It's between you and God, not you and me, or you're this church. And my prayer is that we will hear God's word and not just be hearers. That's what so many people do. They come and get get this one-hour church thing over so I can go enjoy my life. No. No. We come to praise the Lord and to be encouraged by His Word and enlightened by His truth and then to go out and let Him live that all week long. So may God help us to be faithful followers, faithful representatives. And may he use our lives for his glory. Father, I thank you for every person in this room and for the way you've led us together today and for the way you've said what uh, hopefully you wanted to say to us. Now, God, I pray that you'll help every one of us to seriously take your word and what we've heard and the examples we've seen Maybe take them very seriously because this week we pray that you will lead us into a relationship with someone who is ready to hear our story. The story of the way you worked in and through our lives to bring us to their life and help us to tell it in a way that they understand. In a way that can be used of you to touch their heart and bring them to faith in you. Thank you for preparing us, Lord. Help us to go forth and serve you well. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening. If you're new or want to know more about our Simple Church family, you can visit us online at simple.church or by downloading our simple.church app.